Hello and welcome to the Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy Newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. Today we'll be talking about the Buffy episode Inca Mummy Girl with our very, very special guest all the way from Australia. It's Dale Kingsmill. Hello, that's me. That's me. Hello, humans. <laughs> All right, we have a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss, uh, and we're probably going to be laughing most of the time. So let's head into the library. We all pantomimed it this time. That was kind of cool. The pantomime that everyone can see. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, they can can visualize it. It's fine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So cool. Um, We missed last week. Uh, because we wanted to make sure that we reserve this episode for a very special guest. Yay. And we have her here tonight. It's Dale! I, I'm, yes. <laughs> uh, Dale was a vlogger on the Geek Considering Network along with Holland and myself. Uh, and she does mythology videos on YouTube. It's my jam. That's what I do. I talk about the old stories. People say that. I feel like you get pigeonholed into it. Because you also do like Pokemon playthrough. You do a lot. It's true. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like the Pokemon playthrough has been brought up a lot during this trip, which uh, is surprising because it's like, I've only just started doing it, but clearly it's making an impact of hey, some kind. People when you throw like, a rock, it makes ripples, even though it was only there for a second. I learned that from Pocahontas. <laughs> now, before we get into I mean, how high does the Sycamore grow? Uh, Pretty high, I think. Does anyone know? Like, I mean, like, when does a tree stop growing? Is that a thing that happens? Oh, that's a good question. It has to. I think it kind of reaches a point. It stops. peaks, right? Like, for I me, it was 26. <laughs> for a tree, it's going to be, I don't know, 70 feet. If, mm-hmm. I mean, if it gets sick, it dies. Or if someone cuts it down, it dies. Well, if you cut it down, you'll never know. You'll never know. Yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. But let's uh, talk about yeah. what we do know this episode. And if you're one of those people that's just chopping down the trees of Buffy and you just skip this episode, you know what? It's fine. We're not going to guilt trip you like John Smith. We are actually going to tell you what happened this episode with our cram session. Chris Vermonte is going to tell you the plot, the premise, and the influence of this episode in five sentences. You can do it. You can do it, Chris. We're going to count along with you. Take it away. Sunnydale High is engaging in a foreign exchange student exchange. (laughs) And... What does that mean? Conjunction. And... (laughs) The Summers family is bringing in a Peruvian named Empada. One. One. You know what I realized? I'm gonna. I'm sorry that I'm cutting you off. Okay. But when I said the I whole Empada thing, because I was thinking about food, it's it's. I'm thinking of Impala. Impada reminds me of Impala. So Impala's a car. car. Exactly. <laughs> Why did it make you think of food? Impala, Earlier, just so you guys know, Holland it's was like. like a, it's like a. It's an animal. Book. Yeah, it's an animal. All right. I'm quite sure it's an animal. I could be very wrong, but I'm pretty sure you it's an animal. You might be right. I mean, most cars, like most cars are named after animals. Like, a, like an antelope kind of a... No, most cars are named after animals. That makes sense. It's a 6 Let's, 4 yeah. All right. Let's put the music back on. Go ahead. Second mm. sentence, Chris. All right. <clears throat> Second sentence. Much to the dismay of Xander, he does not want this... Empada, this male, to be in Buffy's home and is much against it, and his jealousy is very much disturbing to Willow. Cool. Two. Two. Two sentences on the first act. All right, let's keep going. They go to a museum where there is a mummy in a tomb, and it is a girl that was sacrificed alive and to protect the Peruvian people. 
and it gets broken by a student who is misbehaving and the mummy comes to life and starts sucking the life out of students, including the exchange student Impata, and then takes upon the identity of Impata and infiltrates Buffy's life, trying to make believe she is just some exchange student who catches the eye and romance of Xander, making Willow very jealous. Dale's having a conniption just because of like how just, long that. That third sentence, it was like it was like the first sentence of a Jane Austen novel, but like one of the Jane Austen novels that has a really long first sentence. Upon like the first rains of spring, first yeah. sentence, Colonel like, Brandon was, came back. Oh, by the way, Colonel Brandon went to the war. By the way, the war wasn't the anyway. It's like when you're when you're popcorn reading and like the one kid gets stuck with this yeah. like really long, and then the teacher's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I'm also, I mean, I'm glad that you uh, rehashed the second sentence at the end of the third sentence so that. We could remember what the second sentence was. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fourth sentence. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> there is a cultural exchange dance going on to celebrate the foreign exchange student exchange. <laughs> and Empata is going with Xander because she has quickly latched on to him. They develop a pretty quick relationship. And meanwhile, Giles and Buffy realize that something weird's going on and it's probably mummy related because there's this strange man with a sword who keeps attacking them at different moments. Four. (laughs) Choked that last one. This last one's gonna bring it home. Bring it home, bring it home. Swing away. So it turns out Impata is actually the mummy and she's sucking the life out of students and she wants to live forever, but so she tries to kiss Zan well, she tries to kiss Jonathan, but he won't do it. And she doesn't want to take Xander's life, but maybe she has to. So she tries to take Willow's and they have to go back to the museum to try to reassemble the seal that was broken in order to trap her forever. And what happens is there's this big gathering and this big showdown, and then ultimately uh she doesn't kiss Xander, and then Buffy rips her body apart, and then <laughs> Uh, and then everybody, and, and then also Oz likes Buffy. I mean, Oz likes Willow. That was like an Ed Sheeran rap. Like the way that you just like, and then they were on the dance. Like you just like nailed it. That was great. Fantastic. Not work. my best. Not oh my, my best. Goodness. We got it. There's a lot that happens in this episode. Yeah. This is a mummy episode. I tried to sneak Oz into the end. I was yeah. like, oh God, I didn't mention Oz. <laughs> a twist. He liked Buffy. That's crazy. I don't remember the episode that way. No. But. What do I know? I only studied television for four years in in credit school. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Yeah, this is a mummy episode. It's a mummy episode. So we're still. You might have gotten that from the title. Inca mummy girl. Oh, yeah. I always that's usually skip the middle hint. word. That's your, that's your first yeah. hint right there. You might not have noticed that, but I'm here, so it's okay. Thank you. Now, so, yeah, yeah, it's great. Let's talk about traditional, like, where the idea of, like, mummy stories come from. Uh, not originally, originally, but, like, the imperialist fear of mummy. Oh, okay, because right? I was like, I mean... There are lots of places These that make mummies. These wacky stories of burial rituals. Uh, I mean, no. I can tell you some stories about mummies from Egypt. But... So the idea... We'll probably get to that. Uh, we But the idea of, like, original mummy stories was that, um, you know, foreigners would come into these lands and, and kind of enter these sacred burial areas and then remove, you know, people um, mm-hmm. where they were meant to, to rest. And would transport them to museums, and that there was this guilt that was associated with that, this idea of like a almost like a self-indulgent curse mm-hmm. that was in these stories of like 
it's probably bad we did this, but they didn't stop doing it. And then, like, the mummy would come to life and, like, kill people and suck the life out of them, right? That mm-hmm. was, like, an element of it. But it was usually a male mummy. I mean, I think so. Right? But As I, most stories go. Mostly male mummies. <laughs> I don't mummies. know whether they necessarily gender the mummies. Just... It's just that, like, most of the mummies they focused on were, like, the pharaohs and stuff. Right, right. And, I mean, people were still in denial about pharaohs. In like denial? In denial about <laughs> even, like, Ooh. pharaohs like Hatshepsut. So... Mm. But it's also, yep. I feel like it's part of it that, part of it must be too that they were like like grave robbers and stuff. Like they were just buried with so much stuff and so many riches. Right. And people were like, they're dead. They don't need this. Fun so, fact, yeah. the first European to get into the second pyramid of Giza, that's the big looking one, but right. it's not actually technically the biggest pyramid, just so you know. But Belzoni... You can't see this, but she just twiddled her mustache. <laughs> <laughs> My non-existent mustache. But uh, Giovanni Battista Belzoni... Um, was the first European to manage to get into the uh, the, the Pyramid of Caffrey. And he got there and everything was empty. There was like an empty sarcophagus. There were some broken jars and everything was gone that was supposed to be there. And no one knew how it had happened because the pyramid had been sealed forever. But there was this writing on the wall and it was like in charcoal. It would powder off if you tried to, to touch it. And so they got in all these translators, the best people they could find. And they came in and they were all translating this ancient Arabic text and in the end, it basically just said, uh, yeah, well, Muhammad and friends were here. <laughs> <laughs> we got in the pyramid. We stole the stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. How mummification is so elaborate. It's just like so gross. And but it's, it's cool. It's, <laughs> it's really, a little more judgy it's, than we need to get to. So, no, but it's so advanced. Like the most interesting thing about mummies and mummification is like, how advanced they were in just, like, biology at that point in time because, like, I feel like that took us a while, like, mm-hmm. a long fucking time. And, like, if you look back, like, the fact that they were able to kind of, like, remove the organs and, like, the whole process of basically, like, preserving bodies. Right, What right. was the process of mummification in Incan society? Because I do not oh, know. In Incan society. anyone know? Well. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that someone knows, yes. but I mean here in this group of people. I was looking it up earlier today a little bit, but go. I don't think I, I know enough that I want to. But go. did they remove the organs and I don't think like they that? did because they, they no because they well it, with Impata they just buried her alive. No, but like in real life, like what was the? What does it matter? Well, I, <laughs> yes, no, this is Buffy life. In this particular instance, they wanted her to protect them, and they buried her alive. I mean, was she technically mummified or was she just kind of sacrificed and trapped? That's what I'm wondering. because she didn't I, look like she was mummified. I know, Willow really. makes a comment about how she's not no. wrapped in bandages. But she would have been... I'm trying to remember All of she that just like... skin wouldn't have... Mm-hmm. Her skin was still like... Um, <laughs> I something something must have been put on her skin or else she would literally just be bones. Like the fact that she wasn't just yeah. like a skeleton. Because there so was they some did leathery something. skin there, right? Yeah. yeah. They did I mean, it could have just come down to the conditions that she was buried alive in but because was, I mean some of some of the most famous mummies ever found were just yeah. like people murdered and thrown into a peat bog yeah. and things like that yeah. so I mean depending on where she was buried that could have had a role yeah. to play the thing that bothered me the most mm. about this episode is that the mummy is just like out there like if you go to a museum and if there was like an actual like mummy like dead they body would you wouldn't be able to like it. peek inside and like the, the fact plate. that they just stand <laughs> yeah. there just lit and some random high school kid I'm like, what? It's like, a terrible museum. Who runs this museum? I was like, well, there's a there's a guard named Rusty. Yeah. Oh yeah, museum. Rusty. Yeah. He's a pretty spoiler. Boy, yeah. That's kind of a spoiler. It's not really a spoiler about this episode. Later in the series. Oh, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Oh, okay. does that? Ooh. It's not really 
a big deal. You find out that he's a slayer. You find out uh, that, <laughs> there's a guy named Rusty. He's not great, but he's not bad. But he's, he's Rusty. But he doesn't care. Down you can trust the mummies if you want. Extra points if you know where that's from. I, uh, I don't. You guys don't know where that's from? No. Down, Rusty. It's a pretty good. Does it? Well, no, I'm not going <laughs> to answer it. But if you guys know what it is, go ahead and tweet at us at SSG Podcast. Uh, <laughs> preservation of the body was achieved by desiccation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Or freeze drying. God, I'm so dumb. Freeze drying um, the body uh, in certain areas, such as climates in the high Sierras. How did they freeze dry it? I mean, bodies could also be treated uh, preserved general, by using alcohol. Al- so they would oh. actually douse them in beer. Yes. Um, yeah, and also lots of oh, times. Oh, here they, we go. Yeah, they would remove the mummies actually for ongoing ceremonies. What? Yeah, so uh, it's all. Oh yeah, this is all. Way. This is all here as well in uh, in dusted. This is a natural form of desiccation rather than the complicated Egyptian process, coherent with what's known about Incan culture, even if female sacrifices were usually left to mummify in freezing mountain air. <gasps> oh, what? that's really smart, though. That's insanely smart. Mm-hmm. And you didn't even have to pull Wait, her guts out through her nose, as I've so heard heavy. the Egyptians did. I did what, this. You have this like weird thing about the Egyptian. I did a comic process. as in like fourth grade. I did a comic that's basically a ripoff of the scene in Dracula Dead and Loving It, where like Van Helsing's like teaching all the people uh-huh. and pulling out all the things, and all the students are fainting, and it's a teacher teaching the little Egyptian kids how to mummify, <laughs> oh my and all the little kids start fainting. I mean, I just ripped it off, but I found it later, and it's <laughs> for your great. fourth grade drawings of me drawing. That's Someone being mummified. Funny. So there's okay. So here's let's hop into now. In now that we've brushed up, uh, done, done. <laughs> now that we're experts. Now that we're experts, clearly on something we should have looked up before. Let's put this back in the context of Sunnydale. I just yeah. downloaded a degree online. Whoa! On Did you? No, I don't have my. Phone. That's well, a, that's you another a degree thing. In lying. That's another hey. thing that we do that bothers me. Like the fact that we just like with dead bodies, we just pump a bunch of chemicals into people and put makeup on them and like try and make them look pretty uh-huh. and then just like bury them underground I mean, and like all of this them. like really fancy <laughs> no I, and not all of them but in like really fancy coffins and like all this let's stuff let's put Sunnydale like, on ice for a second I, uh, let's talk about this let's, it's I mean, well it's, contemporary it's, like, it's like how yeah. uh, childbirth is done laying down when it should be done standing up because yeah. like it's like little things well, like that where it's like my my birth started happening. No, I'm not disputing. Oh, no, I'm I saying just, my my birth started happening while mum was standing up because wow. like I wasn't to happen to my mom. I wasn't happening, and then they're like, "Come and have a shower." Yeah, that's, nice. yeah. And mum didn't want to, but she got up and was going yeah. to the shower, and I nearly fell out. Yeah, that happened to my mom wow. and my brother. Well, because that's, that's there's that's how like. I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a lot of things that... <laughs> I feel like I probably got the story of my birth very wrong just now, and if mum ever listens to this... I think there you got it right. Corrections. I'm sure she will. My mom had a suicide. She, she does have a Twitter account, I think. So, so Buffy. <laughs> it's um, a TV show. It's a TV show. Yeah. So let's talk about so one. This is Sunnydale. <laughs> it's in California. It's in Santa Barbara. Let's be honest. This is good um, to know. And the, the, the premise of mummy tales are often very xenophobic, right? This idea of yes. like the uncanny foreign land. And them introducing the foreign exchange students mm-hmm. brings, like, this episode does such a good job touching on all of these tropes in such a fluid manner. The idea of a foreign man being a threat mm-hmm. uh, with, in terms of Xander, the idea of a foreign woman being a seductress, mm-hmm. uh, the idea of both of them having weird little like agendas, and then it turning out that she does have sort of an agenda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel bad for Empata, because it's like, Empata sort of fits into the villain category of, um, what was her name, the invisible girl? 
Oh, Mar- oh Marcy. Marcy. Yeah. She kind of fits I another character. I always feel so bad about how hard it is to remember her name. Clea, Clea, Clea. Okay, it's Clea Duvall. Clea Duvall. I always call her Audrey because of Heroes. I know. She's. I made it a point to learn her name because I was like, she's in everything and I can never remember her name. But she, she, they're similar in that they both are pretty sympathetic and then they go horribly evil, especially with Impata, whereas it's like Marcy was just ignored, but Impata was full on taken and sacrificed and buried alive. I feel like Impata is, uh, in a lot of ways, kind of. Kind of almost a, a single episode foil for, for yeah. Buffy in season one. You get mm-hmm. the end of season yeah. one, Buffy doesn't want to die because yeah. she's 16 years old, that whole thing. And mm-hmm. then you've got Imparta basically saying, I was killed when I was 16 years mm-hmm. old and she yeah. wants her life back. And it's mm-hmm. kind of a nice comparison to have there where yeah. she's totally. selfish, yeah. but you kind of... You're totally right. I feel like accepted. It's, it's yeah. This episode, oftentimes people are just like, oh, it's a fun episode. But it really does. I think this is them starting off like we're really investing and we're digging into this mythology of Buffy and this idea of sacrifice um, and of, Which is of such a young women getting the whole show. Mm-hmm. you know put in the face of a greater danger mm-hmm. for the benefit of a society mm-hmm. and that discussion yeah. and seeing kind of where that went and also just like bringing it to the hellmouth and giving her a second chance at life that's crazy yeah. imagine if that happened to you guys what would you what would you guys have done probably I would have done if I'm sure with these demonic forces that there's kind of this almost innate understanding in yourself, almost like a like a predatory instinct of what you have to do. So it's like you know that you have to suck the life out of something. And I think that I'd do the same thing. It's yeah. like if, if what you have to do to survive is to kill others, she's no different than a lion in the wild or us killing with an chickens. elk. Or I mean, us with chickens. In, in a lot of ways, that's what makes some of the other characters that turn up in Buffy more heroic. But not giving in to those. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's a choice. Yeah. yeah. You have the ability to, in the same way that Buffy has the ability to do a lot of stuff. That yeah, you, and you, you can't know, blame you know. anyone for making the, the easy choices. Yeah. Like but at the same time, it makes other characters just shine a little bit more when they don't take the easy mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. I would have tried to st- strike a deal. Strike a deal. Do you think she could have kissed, like, animals? Um... <laughs> Like a tortoise that like is gonna live for a super long time anyway, oh, like a Galapagos just, tortoise. Like an yeah. oxygen tank just. This yeah, a tortoise oxygen tank. Reminds me of something. I don't know what it is though. Bubba Hotel. Oh, it's the it's the, it's the no, it's the it's the shower, which is no one's gonna know what this is, but it's reverse. It's like there's this uh, virus, like they the alien thing spread, like women can't get it, but they can contract it. But in Ooh. order to give it to a man, you have to like make out with him, basically. So they try and basically like get the girl to get it out of her, and she has to make out. So they try make. They're like, "Oh, you can make out with an animal." The shower. It's like a blacklist script oh, that they, they did a shower. reading for. I'll tell yeah. you what, I wouldn't it's mind really getting good. that virus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so basically, basically, she she kisses a parrot. Oh. Does the parrot die? Uh, the, well, the parrot goes batshit, and then they probably. I think it eventually, because you're an Does alien. Does it work? And Does then, the plan work? This yeah, yeah, species. it's a happy, it's a happy ending. Yes. Eventually. I love happy ending for the most part. Yeah. Here's how I would have ended the script: where she kisses a guy, and they're like, "No, you can't. It kills all men." And then the man pulls off his helmet and goes, "I am, I am no, no man." man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Awesome. How's she kissing her if she's got a helmet on? I don't. Even... There's a space for the mouth. That's great. Like RoboCop. It's a RoboCop. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. that's great. I'll go with that. I love it. Any, Kiss me, creep. Any mention of. Eowyn is, is a good day for me. Um, 
Xander, the big Xander episode. I love the Xander and Pata love story. And that scene with them and the Twinkies, it's mm. so adorable. And, and they it's just like, genuinely get along so yeah. well. They were a good couple. Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah. that she was a um, kind of semi-evil mummy person. She no, wasn't evil. When she I was evil. She got evil. watching this episode back in the day, I was just like, right, she but that's a bad doesn't. relationship. But here's the thing. When you grow older, you realize there's compromise in any relationship. Mm-hmm. I think it would have worked. I think they could have worked. <laughs> it's, it's really hard because they are, they do, I do feel really bad for Xander because I normally, I even wrote my notes how much I hate Xander and I do, I do have issues with Xander but like in this instance, I mean, because you're saying. Yeah, on your notes it says all work and no play makes holiday <laughs> Xander. In this instance, I like Xander. In this instance, it's really sad because you can tell that like he really likes her and she really likes him and like in other circumstances that weren't Hellmouth related. And I mean, like, he's nicely kind of just a teenager in this one. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he, there's there's none of him making dumb choices or being a douche about anything. Other than the beginning. Yeah. When it's like, you have a... That's true. That, that was student. pretty douchey. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, yeah. in within his relationship with Imparte, you get... white bread. Just mm-hmm. kind of like... Bread of it, it doesn't seem like the grandest relationship to ever exist, but he's just, he's just there being a dumb teenager. The bit with the Twinkies... Oh, I love the Twinkie eating. And he gets her a Twinkie and, oh, Xander. Oh. Come on, guys. Xander's not that bad. I know he's horrible. Um, but What about Impata? Like, <laughs> Impata almost has, like, this sitcom type. She has, like, three jokes that are, like, what is it? It's, like, so have you seen the rest of the country? Well, I toured New York and London, but I didn't see much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, room, my yeah. God. I didn't get that. that. I didn't get that. You didn't get that? I didn't get that. I wish that there was like a, I want like an edit head. of that I with laugh track. Room. Oh, I had it's no like, I'm sorry, the room's really tidy. Well, it's not as small as my last room, <laughs> which was a coffin. Not what I got. I Have you thought about that. having kids in powder? Well, I thought about being a mummy. But <laughs> <laughs> I just, she could have had such a great future. She could have been a stand-up. She could have been. She should have. If they just get a thing and stand the mummy up, then she's got it. She's, what they should have done <laughs> is, there's a lot of bad people in the world, a lot of criminals that deserve punishment according to our system, right? Mm-hmm. What if we just fed their life to her? It's like Dexter, but yeah. it's with well, the I mean, mummy. Kept her, but, and not all of I mean, their life. Like, like, they just got old. I feel like ideally the justice system is, I mean, let's put air quotes around the justice system for a while. Um, okay. but, I mean, you're recording this in America. We don't have to put quotations around the justice system. We put a capital G A. <laughs> <laughs> and a capital S. <laughs> what? Justice system. <laughs> it's a proper noun. I know you were just saying justice. <laughs> um, but it has a name. Uh, I feel like the the justice system isn't necessarily supposed to be about punishment. It's just meant. It's just meant to be like controlling deterrence. It's like yeah, we'll we'll kind of take people out of the system for a while and say, hey, this is where we're going to keep you if you can't mingle properly without yeah. hurting other people. Um, which is, I mean... But what about the people who do really bad things? It's, like, where stripes okay, with I dots I think ultimately my, my opinions on the justice system come down to, like, Batman should kill the Joker, you know? Yeah, yeah the whole on, Batman, Batman, like, not killing people thing, I'm just like... <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just saying, because the Joker keeps escaping and he keeps murdering people, so at that point it's just like... Yeah, but Batman I mean, can't do that. That's okay, a problem with Arkham. They should okay, invest so in better technology. So then why doesn't Batman just hand the Joker over to Superman, who will kill the Joker? There's some people that no, need Superman to die. Will kill like, the I know what we did. That's how we did. That's how he solves his problem. He breaks the refrigerator because he can't get the door open. 
it would ruin the story because like Batman's whole thing is that like he doesn't kill people. Yeah. And, like, but I mean, like, you wouldn't have Batman and Joker. You could keep a, writing stuff for them because like one of them would be. But like in in terms of the story, I don't think Batman should kill the Joker. But I'm talking about like if we're talking about the justice system, that's an example. And I'm, I'm like, I don't think it's about punishment. It's about whether that person can adjust in Texas, to he probably would have gotten. But then the at the same penalty. time, I'm against the death penalty. So this is a terrible like comparison let's just get back to buffy so i mean i think that the problem is you couldn't just feed people to impata because because i think that it would be very complicated and you hold out a hand and then she touches it no she has to kiss which is oh yeah and and her kiss these horrible criminals impata do it and she runs out pretty quick she doesn't need to she runs out of juice pretty quick do Dementors kiss the prisoner's basketball? That's a little weird. Yeah, they, they do. Make out with that them. happens yeah. in the third book. Yeah, but that's weird. I didn't think about that. <laughs> you yeah. killed all these people because they're, they, they were humans. The and then they're just book. like, come here, I, honey. Come did on. Did you just not <laughs> Give Dementor a kiss. I don't understand. Look, reading takes a long time, and there was a gentleman who did it for me, <laughs> and then they made a bunch of pictures that moved quickly enough for me to see. So no, I didn't read the they books. They didn't have that part. Yeah, who was this movie? gentleman that read it for you? That's weird. Uh, who was it? The uh, who? Was Stephen? Oh, Fry? Jim Dale. Oh, Jim was it Jim Dale? Dale? Oh, okay. I don't listen. To, I don't like audio. By the way, I'm just kidding. I read books. Okay, great. Um, but okay, so let's. Start. <laughs> This episode, I think, is a secret classic. It's like, peop- generally, I would say you probably would find this one on lists of like, Ugh, and then that mummy episode was real bad. But it's not. It's like, it's the first appearance of Oz, and it's not necessarily a great Oz episode, but it's like, got the whole, like, it's the first time he falls in love with yeah, Willow, he a, sees her from Willow's great in this? I, I don't know, I think mm-hmm. it's a great Oz episode just as far as, because Oz is just a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just, it's it's just great because, like, his intro is so good. Yeah, it's a nice it's introduction like, to Yeah, the person that he's interacting with is just, like, such a douchebag. Devin. And then you have this, yeah. Devin. And then you I'm have Devin. this guy I used to be Devin. I used like, to be the Devin. <laughs> I think it's because totally we're all, like, fucking hipsters. And so we're like, oh, yeah, Oz. Oz is great. I'm Oz. I identify with Oz. I do, not, I do not identify as a hipster. In fact, I would say I'm probably not one. Wow, that isn't the hipster <laughs> thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> See, that's the hipster trap. It's <sighs> the hipster trap. He's, you can't tell, but he's polishing his glasses right now. <laughs> he's drinking paps, but really there's wine inside. Only the frames of the glasses because they don't actually have glass in them. No, there's no glass. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, and then but yeah, so Oz, you know, the first time we meet, it's like we get Devin and then get Dingo's Ate My Baby, um, which maybe you could speak to, Dale, because you're Australian, and what's up with that? Dingo's Ate it's My Baby. It's a movie reference. It's not well, it's a, a reference to a real life thing that's really Oh, yeah, sad. okay, yeah. But other people know that. Do I, am I explaining thing. this? I mean, you're but it is to. an Australian thing because, I mean. If you want to well, the first part, I can yeah. support the is second part because I read the whole study about it. She was like camping at this place that is a dingo sanctuary, and then her baby died and people like she said that dingoes ate her baby but uh there was a big like a really really long inquest trying to find out whether she murdered the baby but it was like so poorly done and they found like mud in the car and they said that it was blood and they didn't actually test it to see if it was blood well they didn't have the technology the forensic technology to test the difference between blood and dirt which for me is taste I, yeah, if you I have nothing like, else to go on just like, like it's gross but i feel like we do have that technology it's called the human body Mmm. Hey. <laughs> so there's a band in America named after this. And she was recently funny. acquitted, by the way. Last year, I believe she funny. was acquitted. That's they killed Dingo. Dingo. Oh, God. Bang. 
Yeah. Well, they tried to at least. I don't know if they actually he accomplished it. Imagine that. The sheriff is just like, we've How only got it. And then it just runs off. How do they even know which one? They didn't know at this it's point. It's been such gag. a long time. How would they know it's that one? Yeah, I don't know. What if I mean, that I know that they were trying to kill the dingo. dingo. I don't know if they actually succeeded. But. Mm. Oh, God. Remember when the mayor of New York dropped the... But Devin ball? thinks that this is... <laughs> I remember when that happened. And then it died like a few days later. This is really sad. I was so mad. Here's... Okay, you know what? He's going... Was it, was it uh, de Blasio? Yeah. Uh, de Blasio's going to... He's getting mummy fed. That's inexcusable. That's unforgivable to me. You can't feed people to a mummy. Plus, you can if you drop an American freaking treasure. oxygen tank. She doesn't need to No, no, no. This isn't people. about her staying alive. She never found the tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> the tortoise oxygen tank ran away. He's living with Herbert the Razorback and the dingo that also escaped. I don't know escaped. if they can run. Actually, that's a lie. I do know if they can run. They just shouldn't run very tortoise much eye? because their hearts aren't made to no. go tortoises? that fast. Yeah, I know too much about tortoises. Really quickly, I want to wrap up this... <laughs> Little uh, this before I see the I see the hand of the bell getting close. Oh no! But I just want to ask you guys: Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's. Good. Why do you, no. I, you? You guys can see it too. Look right up at the Did bell. Like, yeah. It's on the wall. Yeah, we need to say yeah. more things about Buffy. But the, the bell. bell. <laughs> but, I mean, a great job. But I want to ask you: School bells do they have in Sunnydale High that you can oh. see when it's going to go off? I'm looking at it, and it's normal. Uh, <laughs> the question I have for you guys is: Have you guys ever been exoticized? Yes, all the time. What's that? Yes. Well, that answered the question for Chris. Uh, <laughs> so why would Chris? <laughs> uh, what's the time that you've been exoticized, Holland? Uh, well, it's it happens to me all the time because no one knows what race I am. Uh, but You're Hawaiian, I, right? Yes. <laughs> one of the biggest moments that like I always think about was back in middle school. Um, was. I think my friend was trying to compliment me, but it was one of the most backhanded compliments because I was just like talking about my appearance and I was being like really insecure and stuff. Um. And uh, she basically, she was trying to tell me that, like, I wasn't uh, traditionally attractive, but was, like, still attractive because I was, like, different looking and trying to go into this whole explanation That's about how horrible. it was, like. That's horrible. Uh, and it was, it was Ew. weird. <laughs> and she, like, started saying it, and then she was, like, kind of trying to, like, cover yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. just your hair is like, it's not straight, but you know, I that's great. That moment when I someone knows enough straight. to know that they're being kind of racist, I mean, but yeah. they also know enough to be like, how should I word this? Like, they're, yeah. they're, they're dumb enough to keep yeah. going. No, but I mean, the it thing was like that, sentence number one yeah, tonight. The thing that, or was it sentence number two? All of them. Sentence number... <laughs> anyway, go on, your story. I don't know, the thing that bothers me the most is just like, I have people that come up to me like, they would come up to me at work, like when I would work at a cash register, or even like, I know. At work. Even still to this day, have people come up to me on the street and they just ask me, they ask me like where I'm from and sometimes it's related to my name because they're just confused by my name, but it's mostly related because they're just Holland? like, oh no, like what is your like upbringing? Like, uh -huh. like what are you? And I'm just like, when I first meet someone, I don't want to like talk about my race. I also don't really want to talk about my name like that much. They think you're from Holland. It's, th it's that, but also people just like don't know. I don't know. No hey, one why would like, they think you're from Holland? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think that one got a Hello, Holland. I, I'm America, and this is my son, America, and my daughter, America, and this is Peru. It's just kind of. You know, we, we don't talk about it. <laughs> no, it's just like a. It's just like a thing. Wow, I don't get why people do that, where they're just like, "So where are you from?" It's like it doesn't matter. What I like to say when but people say that, it's yeah. like, "So where are you from?" I just look at them straight in the eyes and go like, 
I don't talk about that. <laughs> I say like New Jersey, and then if they want to oh, go there, good. but then they're just like, no, I mean like, and then I'm I like, oh, if you're gonna from. keep going, yeah. but not like, but if it's like statewide, yeah, that makes that's sense. What I like, said. oh, you live in LA, you probably moved here from somewhere else. Yeah. But when they like, what's your fucking like ethnicity? <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't I'm ask sorry. that. I no. say, "Where are you from?" And they say, "This state." And I'm like, "Great, I'm from this one." There's a great, there's a great scene in Captain America where he is just like, uh, he's like, "So where are you from?" And then the doctor goes, "Brooklyn." Yeah, and that's his answer. Nice. And then Steve is like, "Whoops." Yeah. Nice. Uh, how about you, Dale? Have you ever been exoticized? I mean, only on the basis of like nationality, because sure. Australia is. Because they hear your voice. It's, it's the size yeah, of Pluto. They're like, "Oh, where are you from?" Like, cool voice. And then I mean, people but then people get that. confused by my accent because I talk funny. Um, and I'm like, no, I'm just. Oh, you talk funny. I'm just Australian. Just, what do it. they think you are? <laughs> are you okay, drinking water right, right now so, while I you're mean, talking? Everyone always is confused about where I'm from, especially at home, because they're all like, she doesn't talk like the rest of us. Um, I think, I think what it is is, uh, <laughs> is uh, one of my older siblings had had speech therapy when she was very little, mm-hmm. and so she elongates her vowels, ah. and then I think I just picked it up off oh, that's her. Cool. So I mean, I talk slightly differently and so i've had lots of people who think i'm english or american throughout my life but the the best one i ever got was when an argument broke out about it in geography class and my friend holly just just broke everyone up and went guys guys she's egyptian aren't you dale <laughs> i'm no no i'm not <laughs> it's amazing i just i'm really not <laughs> that's, that's great, great. whoa oh, you guys can talk for the rest of the podcast jinx. My best uh, friend growing up was Egyptian. What? That's awesome. Yeah. She was Did like... Did they talk like me? Uh, no, she just... I think she just spoke more uh, they, proper. It just reminded me... Um, kind of like... You talk like this sometimes because your parents are British. It's yeah. like you sometimes just speak... Like it, it still just sounds like an American accent, but it's like more like But proper. I'll say funny things. It's, it's just more proper. We hit a sleeping Bobby. <laughs> I don't know what I it, say. It's like you, yeah. It's like you're you're speaking more correctly, kind of a thing. Like she oh, I see. You mean speaking correctly? Well, not like over enunciating. <laughs> no, like, you could get the sherry. It's it's just like a more proper thing. Yeah. But yeah, she was like, oh, I'm, I wonder what she's doing now. Do you know the thing uh, about before, that? Before, before we, it's not up to me. It's up to the bell. Before the okay, bell before rings. the bell rings, <laughs> I just want to mention quick. That? That uh, Empata is played by an actress that is named Ara Selly, I believe, if that's incorrect in pronunciation. How could I have known? I didn't hear it aloud. I read it. Um, so anyway. It was fine until you got super defensive about it. <laughs> so Ara Selly um, is most, if you look up her, her up on Wikipedia, she's most known for the role of Empata in Inca awesome. Mummy Girl. But she also plays a very similar, yeah, that sounded like a gunshot. Um, she also plays um, the young version of Salma Hayek's character in From Dust Till Dawn 3, which is a similar character of a... I mean, she's a vampire. A That's oh, good okay. Casting. Actually, yeah. that is closer like, than I expected like it solid to be. So if you ever want to see her work in From Dust Till Dawn 3, which is like... It's like the prequel prequel to From Dust Till Dawn. Like It takes place like back in the day before it's like, you know... Modernized. I think it's. I think it's a western, like an old western. Yeah, it's like the Cube Zero of the Cube series. Exactly. Oh, I did. I saw. I saw at least half an hour of it on Sci-Fi ever. Channel. I was talking about uh, the Madison Square Cube Garden from Futurama. Futurama. Did that make it better? <laughs> it was yes. called the Madison Cube Garden. Doesn't matter, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Chris. <laughs> uh, also, the Crime Club. I think <laughs> it's... Crime Club. 
I love Craig. Wrote, I wrote yeah. that down. Can we rename? Can Come we on. Podcast? You don't give Xander you don't give Xander any thinking. credit. The Crime Club. But what are the crime, crime Club? But Crime Club is okay. I I cannot like his character, but like still he's enjoy so like funny, his like, Crime yeah. Club. You know what club I want to start? The Crumb Club and we eat cookies. I want to start Crime Club. <laughs> One day, we can hang out with once, the milk once we're in like season six, <laughs> no, season seven even, I, I have an argument that's kind of vaguely in favor of Xander. I still don't think he is that great, but I have like empathy towards Xander. And so once we're in season seven, I'll be able to talk about that. Great. I like him because you know what? <laughs> he He's an idiot. And on that, that's our bell. <laughs> but that's only our first bell, which means it's time for extra quick activity. What happens is each week we do a little something extra that's inspired by the episode. It could be making up a song. It could be making up a commercial. We do it on the spot. It's not planned. Holland Farkas gets to decide what it is. Holland, what are we doing this week? Can I be less left out of this one? Less left out? Because I always get left we out. We do shove them. you out. I'm sorry. Like all of them. Yeah. I just, I've been meaning to bring it up and then I figured that yeah. I would just bring you it were, up uh, You were pretty present life. in the uh, dating game one. All right, anyhow, what's our extracurricular activity? Make sure it's one that you can participate in. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Holland Hour. Because you're in charge. No, I just, what? Don't talk about it like that now because I have so, so, so weird. Okay. Um, it's called speaking correctly. <laughs> it's called speaking correctly. Um... Is that what we're doing? Let's do... <laughs> I'm trying to think of something we didn't talk about. Okay, um, well, all right. So this episode introduces, as we kind of talk about, Ningo Save My Baby, mm-hmm. um, which is Oz's band, um, and they play at the Bronze. Um, so let's do something musical, Bronze-related. Sure. Because oh, also, I was thinking about it because uh, we went, we were all were at a show a few days ago that... None of you were at. But basically, we were talking. We were talking about <laughs> how, like, it, it felt like the band. Stephen was there. Stephen well, was there. Evan. The, the, and Evan. Annie. And Jax. <laughs> but basically, we're just the music Plenty that was being played was and there. just the type of the um, venue. It just felt very bronze like. It did. Yeah. It did. It felt very. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so we're making up a song. We're doing a, a song. We're a I'm band. Not good at making up songs. I Omar I knows it. this. <laughs> I keep making up songs in his presence. They're really bad. What the melon? No, please, never again. <laughs> you guys want some watermelon? I have some. Yeah, Let's just that. do it. Let's actually record or, a podcast. Or the grilling and... song. The grilling song is awesome. Are you singing Devin? I was singing in my head yesterday. So it's got to sound like a bronze song, right? Like a song that would be played in the bronze. It's got to be sort of like gothy, sort of like grungy. Not really Seattle, but like you look up to a lot of Seattle people, you purposely tear your jeans. All right, we're in. Ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, Chris was really good at this. I should have thought this through. Mm-hmm. 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 My mom, Miguel, is walking through. That mom, Miguel, what do you do, 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 do? You have no eyeballs in your socket so like strange. I want to have my heart rearranged by you. This 
life support backpack and if I use it I can be with you I can do. Yeah. I can't do a lot of things. <laughs> I can't do a lot of things. How do you do it? I just do it. That one I can do. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us on the discussion of Inca Mummy Girl. This is a great episode, and we're so glad that we got Dale to join us for this. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad we're the week. Uh, You'll be back yeah. later in the season. Yeah, well, that's a that's spoiler. A but it's a I good mean, one. That, um, yeah. Or will I? I fixed it. It's fine. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I meant to say, will you be back? <laughs> Question mark. Uh, again, guys, this is just season two is so great. We're so excited. Thank you for. It's one of my favorites. It's such a good season. Thank you for bearing with us for not being here last week, but we wanted to make sure that we could grab Dale for this one. Uh, really quickly, let's start wrapping up because it looks like they're shutting off the lights in the uh, in the library here. Chris, where can they find you? Hi, I'm Chris Bramante. You can find me at Amontiac on various things. Um, you can find me with a musical improv troupe called Robot Teammate and the Accidental Party playing across the greater Los Angeles area. And you can see me singing music video-y songs and talking about cartoons on a YouTube show called Anim Fantastic. How about you, Holland? I'm Holland Farkas. You can find me on Twitter at Holland Farkas, Facebook Holland Farkas, Instagram Farkland, YouTube as Telta Heart XO. Still, um, that's <laughs> that's a part. thing. I feel like do we we should start promoting NerdCon? Yeah, that's gonna be on August twenty second. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna be on a panel at NerdCon. So if you're in the Ooh. California area and you like to check out NerdCon, we will be on a panel. I was gonna. I'm, I'm gonna be at a wedding. I mean, I'm happy I'm gonna be at that wedding. But Jowen was like, "Do you want to be at a panel?" And I was like, "Yeah, but I'm at a wedding." <laughs> what about my first panel? I've never been on a panel. Panels are fun. I've never been on. A Weddings panel are great like too. Oh wow. Oh, and who are you, Dale? Where can they find you? <laughs> oh wow. Says Holmes. not on a panel. Oh, oh my oh, life sorry. means my life means nothing having nothing on a panel. Mine neither. <laughs> Okay, it's all right. We'll start our own panel. Yeah, we'll have the best panel. Um, I'm Dale Kingsmill. You can honestly, the best way to find me anywhere online is just by typing Dale Kingsmill into Google. Uh, yeah. It's A E L. That's true. My name yeah. is D A E L. Not like Chip and Dale. It's mini Dale. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it means the same thing, but it's just it's the old English version, so it came before the Great Vowel Shift. Ah, yeah. uh, yes, Flop. Uh <laughs> And just so you guys know, a lot of people on YouTube are like really weird and like fake and like on YouTube they're just like, hi, how's it going? And you see them in real life and they're just like, I, yeah. I'm sorry, I make too much money to talk to you. Dale is one of those people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dale is not one of those people. She's nice, so please go support her channel and support everything she does. You don't even, it's not even supporting. I think that they're getting a much better deal out of it than this you are. True. Could you uh, imagine if I earned enough money to even think about being one of those people? You... Uh, I'm Dale. doing the maths in my head. <laughs> or Dale. Uh, I'm Omar. You can always find me at youtube.com slash 2 or on Twitter at number 2 geeks. And you can find everything Sunnydale study group related at SSG Podcast on Twitter or at facebook.com slash Sunnydale study group. We're also on Instagram. And there's one other place you can find Sunnydale stuff. You guys know where? 
on Tumblr. Is it jpsunnydale.tumblr.com? Yeah, we don't even have a Tumblr. JP has compiled all of his art into one place. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, it's just, we don't hold a candle to the eternal flame that is JP. So, JP, thank you. Thank you guys, everyone, for all of your support. We get nothing but nice compliments. I just want to give a really quick shout out to the entire um, Buffy podcast community. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen on Twitter recently, but everyone is just amazing. If you don't listen to like other Sunnydale Buffy podcasts, do it. Because everyone is just so good. Tiny and Fences. Tiny Fences. Everyone's amazing. Stacks. Just everybody. Um, it's a great community. Everyone supports each other. Uh, and we love it. Except for Holland, who's super salty about <laughs> previous engagements. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything. You don't have to bring it up. Why would you bring there's it up? Only, there's one... There's one that? podcast that we're enemies. <laughs> don't say anything. <laughs> don't talk about it. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, I wasn't going to talk about that. You're not on a panel. You don't get to talk. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm like, yeah. No. No, I can ask a question. Oh, man. Oh, there man. it is. This is oh, no. You guys seen the music video for Beat It? They're coming for me. Yeah. <laughs> Where is she? Um, next week, guys, make sure to bring some heat lamps because we'll be talking about Reptile Boy. <laughs> right? Is that the next episode? Yeah. Yeah. Is it Halloween? No, no, no. Child 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 Are we on episode five with uh, special guest Ashley Victor Robinson? I thought the next episode was Halloween. No, it's... Halloween is eight. Yeah. Ooh. It's either Reptile Boy or Halloween. No, it is. Halloween is six. Wait. Halloween no, is six episodes. Re- nope. Reptile Boy number five. Hey. Does it really go Inca did. Mummy Girl and then Reptile yeah. Boy? Yeah. We're all about equality. Because I remember thinking that. I remember being like, what? Girl Boy. Really? Yeah. Which one are you guys? Really quick before we wrap up, are you an Inca Mummy Girl or are you a Reptile Boy? I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah. I'm probably an Inca Mummy Girl. Inca Mummy Girl all the way. Yeah, I think I'm an Inca Mummy Girl too. Yeah. No one wants to be a Reptile Boy. No, no. especially They'll never the episode. Find They're me. like, it's pretty, it's just, Reptile Boy is extremely disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. All right, guys, <laughs> get excited for it. We will see you next week. It's going to be super exciting. We have a great guest. Until then, pack up your bags, pack up your books. See you next week. Into the extra cooking activity, I have started this thing and I think it's gonna get me punched in the face, but I accept it. I, I have a subscription, I can get gla- new glasses when they break, but uh, I wear glasses by the way, in case you don't know. But uh, I oh, yeah. have started telling guys to smile now, oh. and it's horrible. Where if someone is just like in it, you just turn to them and do it. Honestly, just do it because it's worth just Hell it's yes. worth almost getting your ass kicked because it's just it's so rewarding. Where like some guys is super intense, thing you go, Hey. Smile. That would make and me and just stare them yes. in the eyes. Wow. That if would I make could me do that so without good. being murdered, I would totally do. Yeah, that. that's true. I feel well, like what I you should do is well, you don't really. drive, but it's really good to do when you uh, like drive. Like you're just at a stoplight and they're turning like left, and you just go, "Hey, smile," and then you're off. There's nothing they can do about it. I like this plan. I'm not as confrontational <laughs> as it's a compliment. You're helping someone out. You're helping someone out. It's improving okay. their day. I'll let you do it. 
Thanks. <laughs> hey, Chris. I don't want to tell people to do it. Smiles. <laughs> you you know Chris did it, though. That was great. That was a great smile. Yeah. <laughs>